Well, good morning, everyone. Isn't it good to be God's people together and singing those beautiful hymns of praise that we started with? A couple of my favourites. I want to ask the question, what is faith? What is faith? For many people, it's simply the power of positive thinking. For others, it's intellectual assent to the content of a creed. For others, it's about belonging, especially, say, belonging to a church. For others, it's intuition. They say, look, some people have this inner feeling of faith and some don't. It's just if you've got the intuition. What is faith? Well, if we're talking about Christian faith, I want to suggest that the best person to go to for a definition is Jesus Christ. And Jesus gives us uh, a wonderful insight into faith uh, in these two parables that we have before us this morning in Luke 18. Now, the word faith only occurs once in the whole passage. It's in verse 8. And if you've got the passage open in front of you, uh, I'm sure you'd find that very helpful. But it's there in verse 8 where Jesus says, However, when the Son of Man comes, will he find faith on earth? However, both parables are talking about what it means to have faith in God, uh, what the Bible calls saving faith. And this is not just a vague notion about God but a faith whereby you can say, I have a relationship with God, I know God. And these parables are pointing to that type of faith. So, firstly, the parable of the Pharisee and the tax collector. It says there at the end that it's about being justified before God. It's the the, uh, tax collector who goes away justified. The word justified simply means being in a right relationship with, with God. The Apostle Paul talks about being justified by faith. This means it's our faith which puts us in a right relationship with God rather than our ability to lead a righteous life. In a minute we're going to look in more detail at how the tax collector fulfills this understanding of faith. Then in that first parable of the persistent widow, The saving faith in God is seen through the woman's persistence in prayer. This is what we might normally call sanctification. Sanctification comes from the same word as holy. It's about becoming more holy as we grow in faith. We are justified, put right with God when we believe in Christ. We are sanctified as we walk with Christ, as we go on in the faith and grow in holiness. An important aspect of holiness is growing in prayer, being persistent in prayer. Uh, But more about that in a minute as well. I just want to set the parameters here that the parable of the Pharisee and the tax collector is about hearing the call to faith being justified. The parable of the persistent widow is hearing the call to persistent faith, which is about our sanctification. That's the summary. Let's look at each of the parables in detail. Firstly, the parable of the Pharisee and the tax collector. We have two men. They went up to the temple to pray. Both claimed to have faith in God. But by the end, Jesus says only one had true saving faith. Only one went home justified before God. So what made the difference? Well, let's look at the Pharisee. How can we describe his faith? 
Well, he brought his achievements before God. He fasted twice a week, gave a tenth of his income to God. Uh, He did a lot more for God in his life than what most people do, and especially other people like robbers, evildoers and adulterers that he was comparing himself with. Uh, We could sum this up by saying that he thought being religious and living a good moral life is what gave him his relationship with God. He therefore couldn't help but look down on other people who weren't putting in as much effort as he was. And he was probably thinking, well, God should give me salvation because of this good life I'm living. My friends, is that you today? You know, it's possible to have a very strong background in the church and think that that's what justifies you before God. The Pharisee, he had a very strong background in the temple. He would have known the Torah backwards, but you know what? He missed the point. He would have thought that the heart of it was about keeping the law. When in actual fact, the heart of it is actually the exodus. It's actually God's saving work, bringing people out of Egypt, delivering them and saving them. Uh, And then out of that, wanting to live by the commandments, out of gratitude for God's mercy and goodness. But for us, it might be that we think the heart of our faith is attending church, keeping the Ten Commandments, loving your neighbour, etc. But actually miss the main point, which is God's mercy to us in Jesus dying on the cross and rising on the third day. The main point is God's mercy. So is this parable saying something to you in particular today? You see, the faith of the Pharisee couldn't save him. Jesus says he wasn't justified before God. And they're hard words directed to someone who is very religious. If you are hoping that being religious means that God will accept you in the end, then I want to suggest take some time to reflect on this parable. Let it sink into you. Let it do its work in you. And let God take you uh, to a true understanding of his salvation through his mercy. Now, for others of you here today, it may be that you've got the point of this parable many years ago. And you know that it's God's mercy in Christ and his death and resurrection that that's the basis for your salvation. Well, praise God for that. But that doesn't mean that this parable still doesn't speak to you. Uh, If you've made your way in the world and had some measure of success, it's only natural that people look down on people who haven't put in that effort, haven't had that success. I know to make myself feel better at times, I look at people who I think are not as good as me and I think, well, at least I'm not as bad as that. (laughs) And I can be very judgmental. Is that your struggle? Or it may be you've done some study in the scriptures and you've worked out things like justification and sanctification. It's very easy to think it's because of your reasoning power that's brought you this understanding and you look down on other Christians who don't have it so clearly worked out. It may be mercy is a great theological concept for you, but have you let it touch your heart like it touched the tax collector's heart? If any of these scenarios is you, then let the parable speak to you as well. Take time to reflect and let this parable sink down into you and do its work. 
Come to God afresh and confess the sin of pride and be humbled yet again. So you see, there are any number of reasons why we may be like this Pharisee. But what about the tax collector? What about the tax collector? How would we describe his faith? Well, he's not comparing himself with other people. He's only comparing himself with the holy God of Israel. And on that basis, he knows he is a sinner in need of mercy. And he takes a very humble position, throwing himself on the grace of God, looking only to the mercy of God. And Jesus says he is the one who went home justified before God. In other words, mercy was granted, sin was forgiven, the slate was wiped clean, he was put right with God, he was justified. And that's what it means to have saving faith. Please note how different it is from those definitions of faith that uh, I shared with you at the beginning. Faith is a word that uh, can mean so many things, isn't it? can't it? You can buy a poster at the gift shop that says, Faith. And then you can read into it whatever you want to. <laughs> but when Jesus talks about faith, he's talking about saving faith, trusting the mercy of God rather than our own efforts to be justified before God. And this is the point of the parable of the Pharisee and the tax collector. So what about other, the other parable, the story of the widow who pestered this judge in order to get justice? At first, it may not seem like a parable about faith but you know it actually is about our relationship with God through prayer and it's about the struggle of continuing to believe in God even when he doesn't seem to be answering prayer our ongoing faith in God our walk with God is known as sanctification and learning how to pray and to be consistent in prayer even when the going gets tough is an important part of our sanctification. Now, you might have thought it as you heard it read, but there is a difficulty uh, in the parable, uh, and that is why would Jesus describe God as similar in some way to this judge? God, who in other places he tells us is his love, our loving Heavenly Father, uh, why would he compare him with this judge who neither feared God nor cared what people thought? Well, it seems, uh, and, and the other thing about the judge is he doesn't seem particularly concerned for justice either, does he? Uh, I mean, the only reason he finally gives in to this woman is so that she won't come and bash him up. <laughs> he sounds like a bit of a mean, nasty, grumpy old man to me. So why does Jesus compare God to such a judge? Well, the simple answer, it's not a comparison of likeness, but a comparison of contrast. Jesus is saying that if a horrible judge like this can give justice, then how much more can our loving Heavenly Father bring justice for his chosen ones? The trouble, of course, is that it's not always immediate. Weeks turn into months, turn into years, and our heartfelt cry to God can feel like it's hitting a brick wall. God seems shut for business and we can't get his attention. Well, Jesus knows that that's how people will feel. And you know what? That's why he gives us this parable. 
If you've ever had tragedy or injustice in your life, then take time to reflect on this parable and let it sink down deeply inside you. If you are crying out to God for justice, then remember that you are his chosen one, as it says in verse 7. And verse 8, I tell you, he will see that they get justice and quickly. Unfortunately, though, of course, God's timeline is not ours. In God's economy, quickly doesn't necessarily mean tomorrow. Verse 8 would seem to indicate that it's not until the Son of Man returns that we really see the answer to our prayers. The challenge is to keep praying until then. Notice in verse 8 how prayer is uh, seen to be synonymous with, with faith. Uh, Jesus there at the end of the parable, he doesn't say, uh, when the Son of Man comes, will he find people praying on earth? No, he says, will he find people uh, with faith on earth? And so prayer is equated with faith. Prayer is the great act of faith, that we are actually praying to a God who's there, who's going to save us and who cares So I want you to see that both of these parables are about putting our faith in God. But who is the God that we're putting our faith in? Jesus does allude to that in these parables. In the parable of the tax collector, God is holy. God is too pure to look upon sin or to have sin in his presence. The tax collector realises this, so keeps his eyes averted. He beats his breast And simply cries out, Lord, have mercy on me, a sinner. And the fact that Jesus says to the tax collector that he went home justified before God shows us also that God is a God of mercy. God was merciful and forgave him his sin. And so in this parable, we learn that God is holy, that God is merciful. In the second parable, one of the... Uh, the parable of the persistent widow. We learn that God is not like that unjust judge, that God hears our prayers, that God answers our prayers, even if it isn't immediately, and that God cares. And that God wants us to stay faithful in prayer until the Son of Man returns. The parable of the Pharisee and the tax collector is about our justification, knowing a right relationship with God. The parable about the persistent widow is about our sanctification and both are about saving faith. To pull this together uh, and come to a conclusion, let me finish with this illustration. To me, it's a bit like being in a race. Justification gets us out of the starting blocks. Sanctification keeps us running in the race. One of the problems some people have shared with me over the years, is that they're not sure if they're in the race. They would sort of like to be in the race, but they're tentative. It's like they're spending their life warming up behind the starting blocks. If that is you, look again at this parable of the Pharisee and the tax collector and discover justification. And if you want to know more about that, there's so many other passages that talk about knowing that right relationship with God through his mercy. Justification is like the starter's gun, the call to follow him. Are you hearing that call uh, to know saving faith? 
Now, maybe that you've been in the race for some time. You've thrown yourself on God's mercy and you found it in Christ and you know the Lord is good. But you're feeling weary. Prayers don't seem to be getting answered like they once were. And life may have dealt you some very hard blows just recently. If this is the case, then can I encourage you to look again at the parable of the persistent widow. Don't give up crying out to him day and night because you are one of his chosen ones. You are very precious and he is working for your sanctification. I don't know about you, but when I first heard the call of God on my life and saw how wonderful Jesus was, I just got up and went for it. And it, and, and it seemed like it was just a 100-metre dash, that sort of race. But as I've come to realise uh, the time's gone on and uh, that it's actually probably more like a triathlon. Uh, and in a triathlon, there are times when you get your second win, but there's also times when you just have to fight through the pain to keep going. Well, persisting in prayer is sometimes like that, just fighting through the pain. So I come back to the question I asked at the beginning, what is faith? Don't settle for anything less than Jesus' understanding of faith. Are you hearing the call to the faith that justified that tax collector? Are you hearing the call to persistent faith like that widow? It's all about saving faith, being justified, being sanctified. That's what Jesus wants for us. Put your faith in him. Amen.